Welcome to the Transform Teacher Podcast. I'm Meredith and I'm in your corner. This podcast is designed to help you thrive with less stress and more joy. If nobody else tells you today, you rock. Welcome to this episode of the Transform Teacher Podcast. We have a really special guest with us today, Tasman Savar. Hey, Tasman. Hey, Meredith. Great to be here. (laughs) I'm so excited to have you. Um, Today's episode is called How to Go from Fearful to Fearless and Achieve Your Edupreneur Dreams. And the reason that I invited Tasman on the episode today, she helped me when I was at a crossroads in my life. So Tasman, before we go into that whole story, will you um, tell us a little bit about um, who you are and what you do? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm a mindset and business confidence coach, and I work mainly with new and aspiring entrepreneurs, female entrepreneurs entirely. And I'm really passionate about helping female entrepreneurs who want to either start a side hustle or a business away from their nine to five and who maybe have some limiting beliefs, some confidence blocks, some fears around doing that. So I really help and guide them through that so that they can make their business a reality. Yes, it's amazing the work that you do. Thank you. Um, So the reason that I wanted to have you on the podcast, Tasman, is because more and more teachers are finding that they love their job. It's their passion. That's how I feel. I love teaching, but they want something more and they want to be able to contribute to their families. They just want to have, um, they have goals that they want to reach, but there are these things that are holding them back that they might not even be aware of. And that is what, what you did for me when I was in that place where I knew I wanted something more and I was doing everything that I could in my power to figure it out on my own, to figure out how to go after what I wanted, what it was that I wanted. And I was at a place where I wasn't getting anywhere. And I met you, I found you, I think probably on an Instagram post. Mm -hmm. And there was a message that said, book a call with you. And I booked a call with you. And this was, I think, July of 2018. And what had happened was I had published my book, Captured Fireflies, in November of 2017, right around my 40th birthday. It was on my bucket list. And then sold a few copies. A lot of family and friends bought it. They recommended it to their friends and it got some good reception. And then I was talking that summer with a good friend who's also an entrepreneur as well. She's a business coach. Her name is Lori Brooms. And she and I were just catching up at the end of the school year. And she said, how is your book coming? How is the promotion coming? And I said, oh, I'm just kind of letting it go. I'm going on YouTube every now and then. But other than that, I don't really have much going on. And she said, why don't you get on Instagram and create a business profile and start using hashtags? And I said, what are hashtags? <laughs> so I started um, getting on Instagram and I created a business profile. And once you create a business profile on Instagram, if you're a teacher and you're listening and you have a Teachers Pay Teachers store or something like that, you may already have a business um, profile. But what happens is that you start getting all of these ads and you start getting all of these new followers and these new people who are in the business world, people like 
Marie Forleo. And I didn't even know who she was until I changed to my Instagram to a business profile. And you start getting all of these messages about things like the law of attraction and um, how to build your business and things that you can do. And, and you start getting all of these new ideas and how to build an email list and what's an email list, what's an opt-in, what's all, what are all these things? And among, amongst all of these ads that I was getting and all of these like posts that I was seeing all of a sudden after changing my Instagram to a business profile, this beautiful woman's face <laughs> showed up <laughs> and she was different. And there was something about her energy that made me feel like I could really trust her. And of course it was Tasman. And when I got on the call with Tasman, um, there was this instant feeling of comfort and of her understanding me and just recognizing me and I, and I recognized her. And when I found out about what she could do to help me, I was really excited. And I felt like, finally, this is, this is what I can do because I had gotten this idea that based on my book, I had a lot more where that came from when it came to helping teachers. I had all these dreams that I didn't even know that I could achieve, but I knew that I needed to start somewhere. And so Tasman started telling me a little bit about how she could help me. And she started telling me about her offerings and her packages and the prices. And when she told me the prices, I was a little bit like gulping, like, wow, that's a lot. And long story short, I decided to invest with Tasman. Tasman, can you talk a little bit about if you remember any of that conversation that we had and how you helped me reach that decision? Because I know if you're listening out there and you're a teacher and you're wanting to become an edupreneur or a teacherpreneur, you may be wanting to start a side hustle. There might be a little bit of fear in investing and getting some help. So Tasman, what was, um, the conversation that we had, if, if you can remember. And, yeah, absolutely can remember. remember <laughs> yeah. Okay. That, and, and that's so interesting listening to that from your point of view, actually, because uh, obviously <laughs> I had my perspective, you know, and how I take clients through my procedure, my processes and, you know, onboarding and all that. Mm -hmm. But really hearing it from you and your journey and actually it's very similar to mine because when I started my journey in, the, in my business, I didn't really have any clue about any of this either. I didn't really know that a world like this existed out of the nine, outside of the nine to five. I'd always right. been brought up in that traditional environment, you know, that traditional mentality. You go to university, college, you get a, um, a degree, you get a good job and you work there for 30 years or 40 years, however, whatever your working lifespan is. And then, you know, you retire and that's it. And, you know, I didn't know that there was this world outside of that, outside of the corporate bubble. And my background was I was in, um, I trained as a lawyer initially, and then I worked in legal recruitment for many years. So I was just in really, really corporate. Um, mm -hmm. And I had a similar experience to you because when I started to then, I came to coaching because I just found something that I absolutely love to do. And yes. when I started getting into this business building side of it, the, it was like a whole new world that had mm -hmm. opened up. Mm -hmm. So what you're saying there is really resonating with me. But in terms of our conversation, I absolutely, you know, I, of course I remember it. And, you know, mm -hmm. one of the things that I remember about you was how passionate you were about what you were saying and what you wanted to create and how you wanted to help teachers. 
Um, but also the, the self-doubt, you know, mm-hmm. and I hope, you know, obviously, and that's, that's understandable because yeah. you, like many women, you know, you don't know this world. We don't know this world. Mm-hmm. It's still quite new. And, mm-hmm. you know, when you're building a business online, it's, there's a lot of um, fears that come up, a lot of limiting beliefs. There's actually that whole thing of putting yourself out there. And mm-hmm. that self-doubt, can I actually do this? Is this viable? Mm-hmm. Who do I even think I am? Um, mm-hmm. You know, and, and that self-doubt can really come into play. So I remember mm-hmm. that you had this amazing vision. You were really, really passionate as you, you know, you still are. And you have that real love for what you do. But also mm-hmm. there was that self-doubt as well, you know, around mm-hmm. can I actually do this? So mm-hmm. for me that, that and, you know, and what I do in, in my social media as well, and, you know, obviously mm-hmm. in terms of working with somebody as a client is really showing them that it is possible because mm-hmm. there's women doing this and building businesses everywhere. You know, it's a really, it's pretty much a movement, yeah? So if you've got yes. something where you can add value, and mm-hmm. you know and you, it doesn't have to be new you don't have to go and invent something because before mm-hmm. I started my business I thought I had to invent something or something mm-hmm. like that you know do yeah. something out of the ordinary but you mm-hmm. know you can use the skills that you have and what you're mm-hmm. good at and obviously as a teacher you have a lot of skills and we'll mm-hmm. talk about that as well and mm-hmm. and go out there and add value and help the people that that um you know you that are your ideal client that you can they can relate to you and you can actually genuinely help them reach their goals so yeah so it was really a case of actually bridging that gap of of belief and Mm -hmm. and um the the next thing was as well accountability and that support because Mm -hmm. when we're left to do things by ourselves our mind Mm -hmm. gets in the way you know all that mind junk telling Mm -hmm. us why we can't do it and when Mm -hmm. we sit there and we start to listen to it and that's really just that ego voice trying to keep us safe saying well you've never done this before Mm -hmm. so are you sure Mm -hmm. (laughs) and maybe you ought to not do this because there's a chance you might put yourself out there and you might fail and you might be judged and people might laugh at you and you might be rejected yeah so that goes into overdrive and you know when you're on your own Mm-hmm. you're you can actually just sit in those feelings for too long and yeah. be paralyzed really and not take that action yeah. so the next thing was really showing you know that, that those feelings are, are natural they do arise those are not an indication not to do something if yeah. anything that shows you that's where your comfort zone is and and the growth is outside of that right and then finally, it's that support, because there's this huge thing that people think we have to do this ourselves. Yeah. And, you know, you wouldn't go and climb Everest yourself. You mm-hmm. take an experienced Sherpa with you. You wouldn't get into a helicopter the first time and think, you know, what? I'm going to fly this thing. You'd get an, instru- <laughs> you'd get an instructor. So I don't mm-hmm. know why people think differently sometimes when it comes to building a business and think that they have to figure everything out. And of course, there's right. so much information out there right. that it just leads to overwhelm. Mm-hmm. So, so really, you know, it was about marrying those elements and then being that support and, and, you know, taking it from there really. Yeah. Um, yeah. One of the things that there, there were so many things that 
in our time when we were having coaching sessions, um, there were so many things that you taught me. And one of the biggest things was getting over the fear that if I share my truth and if I show the real me, that somebody's not going to like it or somebody's going to think, who is she? And why does she think that she is somebody to do something like this? <laughs> and I am going to unsubscribe or I am going to unfollow or I am going to block or I am going to do something. That was, that was one of my biggest fears. Mm -hmm. And you told me, I think it was a few months ago, you said, you know what? That might very well happen. Uh, it probably is going to happen when you show the real you, none of us is going to be liked by everyone. Even the most perfect people on earth are not liked by everyone. We're not for everyone. But every time you hold back from sharing your truth that can help someone, there is somebody out there, at least one person out there who needs to hear from you, who needs for you to show up, who's, who's going to be comforted by your message and who's counting on you. And when you told me that, it was a real turning point. And, and from that point forward, I was like, I don't care anymore. I'm just here to be me and I'm here to share what I can and to help how I can and to serve how I can. And so when you told me that, that really was a, a huge turning point for me because mm -hmm. it was a matter of just saying, okay, it is going to happen. I am going to rub people the wrong way. It is going to be um, a matter of, you know, not being able to please everybody. But if I'm not true to who I am, I'm going to, I'm not, I'm going to be failing somebody else out there who needs me. So how did you arrive at that um, moment? And why is mindset such an important part of um, succeeding when it comes to the teacherpreneur world or the entrepreneur world? Why is having that mindset of kind of resilience and um, positivity? Why is that so important when we're yeah. trying to sh share a message? Yeah, absolutely. So in terms of how I arrived there, again, you know, I think what happens is people when they have these experiences, often it's so easy to think it's just us. But, yeah. you know, I'm pretty sure that this is universal. I'm pretty sure that when Marie Folio first went out there and, and put yeah. her thing, you know, tried to do mm -hmm. what she was trying to do. There was people mm -hmm. who didn't resonate with her. There's still mm -hmm. people that don't resonate with her. And, you know, yeah. personally, I think she's fantastic. Yeah. I think, you know, same with Gabrielle Bernstein, you know, fantastic. Mm -hmm. I think for me, I'm just a big fan of the female entrepreneur movement because I think right. the world needs more female entrepreneurs. Yeah. Um, because there's so much that still needs to, you know, that needs to be done in the world. And I think mm -hmm. female entrepreneurs are the route to make that happen. Yeah. But, you know, it, when we get caught up in a person unsubscribing or, yeah. or um, somebody leaving a, a comment on social media that's not so nice, we take it personally. And, mm -hmm. you know, often it's not about us, it's about them. You know, right. we can't change ourselves. So... Yeah you know, we can show up and, you know, share our message with pride and passion and be committed to helping. And we can be the most brilliant person on 
you know, that we can be and somebody will still not like us. I think there's right. a saying, you know, you can be the juiciest peach in the bowl mm-hmm. and there'll, be, there'll yes. always be somebody that doesn't like peaches. Right, exactly. <laughs> and so this that. is the thing. So if, you, you know, you're a peach and people don't like you, right? Yeah. So, you know, that's what you've got to look at it. So, you know, it's not taking those unsubscribes personally. They were not for you anyway. Because mm-hmm. how, you know, the messages are just not connecting. But whereas when they do connect with the right person, it's really beautiful because, yeah. you know, they love working with you and, yeah. you know, they, they rave about you and they yeah. share how your work has changed their life. And, you yeah. know, so at the opposite end of the spectrum, you get that. So yeah. the way I do it is I focus on that I focus yes. on what's working well. I focus on the good. So for every person that unsubscribes, I just let them go with as much grace as I can muster in the moment. And so, you know, okay, right. you were not for me and, right. you know, you didn't resonate. That's fine. I let you go. And that leaves a space for somebody who right. will resonate with me. Right, right. It's like an energy thing. <laughs> it, it, absolutely. So it's just that energy of it's because, and as well, it's when you're, going you know when you're feeling bad about losing one person and stick with the subscriber it's that energy of lack it's saying oh you know come back because there's nobody else right and I must hold on to you even though you don't you don't want to be here whereas (laughs) (laughs) whereas whereas, you know if you let that go it's okay there's a reason it's just let it go and then you know and you're opening up to the people that that, um, you know, it's having that abundance mindset, there's plenty more, and there's yes. plenty more of the right people. And actually, mm. you know, that wasn't right. And the same, and that's how I do it now. And now, you know, mm. I, I, I don't really register and unsubscribe anymore. It's not something right. that um, I, I in, in fact, I'm the opposite, I will sometimes um, unsubscribe people who have not engaged, or, you know, I'll clear up my audiences, because I only want those people that Right. that are interested in what I have to say. So, right. so the way I do it is really by shifting the mindset. So that mindset switch to around, well, why is this a good thing? Yeah. Well, great. So in terms of your second question then, why is mindset so important? Well, it's for specifically this reason, because business can come with so many ups and downs and life, yeah. right? So, mm-hmm. you know, these things when somebody unfollows us or unscribes us or leaves a, um, a, a negative message or something like that, you know, we can read stuff into that. We can let it affect us negatively. So it's important to have that positive mindset to bounce back from that. We might right. also put something out that, you know, in terms of an offer that maybe doesn't sell as well as we want to. Um, yeah. Or it takes a few attempts to get mm-hmm. some momentum, you know, so it's just really even to keep going after that. So it's right. taking that as feedback rather mm-hmm. than saying, oh, well, I didn't get this number of buyers that I wanted for this thing that mm-hmm. I was offering. And that means I'm a total failure. Right. Maybe I should right. stop. It's embracing mm-hmm. that. Well, actually, I had the the courage and the bravery to create something amazing and then put myself out there and you know share it with the world put myself up for um you know judgment and all of that and you know I still made some sales um yeah or even if I didn't make any sales you know I I did the thing um mm-hmm. so it's about co- creating that growth mindset adopting that growth mindset and 
and using that so-called failure and you know there is personally now I've really come to believe that there's no such thing as failure and everything you do is really feeding back to you where you can tweak where you can make amendments how you can make what you've got even better um and and you know you go again and again and again until you reach your goals um so the the mindset again there is because there's those ups and downs so sometimes things don't always go to plan so we have to dig deep and and keep going um and also as well the mindset's important from creating that new identity for who we think we are because we often create beliefs around ourselves and who we think we are and what we're capable of and you know we carry around with us so many limiting beliefs and often these are from childhood where we believe that you know we are a certain way and it's Mm -hmm just really conditioning and you know one of the things I talk about a lot is as well cultural conditioning and societal conditioning society puts a lot of conditioning on us as women you know we should be a certain way we shouldn't be too loud we shouldn't dress a certain way we shouldn't you know do this this is your job right mums get this a lot right that's mummy guilt I heard um even today something um a discussion around mummy guilt right nobody says daddy guilt right right (laughs) but it's reserved for mummies you know it's not it's not enough that they have to go through it and birth and grow a human (laughs) for nine months then they have to feel guilty if they leave the house for five minutes without infant in tow you know so there's so many conservative culture where Mm -hmm. you know I didn't really have any entrepreneurial role models so Mm -hmm. you know when you're when you're going first like that or when you're doing something that's different and outside the societal norms then your ego will go into overdrive those beliefs will come into play and say you know you don't deserve to be here who who do you think you are get back to you know what you know and and the safety over here and it's it's you know Mm -hmm. this is not a bad thing. Your ego is there for a reason. It's trying to keep you safe. But when you're trying to grow mm-hmm. and, you know, you don't need it to try to keep you playing small. Right. So the mindset is important from that perspective as well, because you, you literally are stepping into a new identity. And it's about embracing that and saying, well, actually, yes, you know what? This is going to be a phenomenal journey of growth. And mm-hmm. I know there's going to be ups and downs. I know I'm going to learn new things about myself. And, you know, I want to embrace this. I believe this is possible for me. Mm-hmm. I can do it. And, you know, there will be setbacks. There might be challenges, but I will find a way through. Right. And that's really what, what, why mindset is so important. Yeah. Yeah, you have to have it. And you coached me a lot about specific routines that I could start and all of the different concrete tools that I could use to have that mindset. And I, when we were talking earlier about, you don't, um, you don't really, you you don't know what you don't know. And Mm -hmm. when you're trying to go it alone and you're trying to figure it out on your own, you're probably going to end up in circles. And the reason that having that person who's been where you are and who can help you see your blind spots and who can help pull you up and through during those times when your mindset is struggling, because trying to have a positive mindset by yourself, for me, that's pretty much impossible. Like yeah. there, there are going to be days when it's imperfect and you're feeling dejected and demoralized and disheartened. And 
you would always kind of pull me back because I wanted to quit a lot. And you would, you would say, Meredith, you can do this. But I wanted to ask one more thing about when it comes to investing our time into getting help to, to get our businesses off the ground. Um, because I remember when I was about to decide to work with you, the big question was investing in the money. Of course, it was a big investment for me in the money. I, it was totally doable, but just actually saying that I was worth that and that I was, that, that I was taking a leap of faith and believing that I was worth that, that was really what it was about. Cause it wasn't a question of the money. It was a question of believing that, um, that I was worthy of it, that I was worthy of that investment and getting to that point was a journey, <laughs> but mm-hmm. it was also an investment of time because we were just talking about mommy guilt and I have a three-year-old and a six-year-old and I am a full-time teacher. So, so squeezing in our sessions was always like a little bit of finagling. And I remember getting up at like 4 a.m. to have a, to have a coaching call with you one time and, mm. and just um, really just making it because of all the guilt that we do feel as teachers, as moms. So is there anything that you would say to any teacher out there who's considering investing their time, their energy, their money into taking their life, their business to the next level about how to overcome those fears that um, you're taking this huge leap. Is there anything that you'd say to them? Because it's struggle is real. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. It's, you know, it's really comes down to this, you know, you, you, you prioritize what you think is important in life. So, and you either do that intentionally by Mm -hmm. being proactive and making that decision or you do it unintentionally because if you don't prioritize you're still prioritizing something it's just not what you want so if you and this is actually I know this firsthand because this is what I used to do so even though I was you know I was over my corporate job I wasn't really enjoying it anymore I wasn't I was I was unfulfilled but I would still come home and Mm -hmm collapse on the sofa and watch three hours of terrible tv and (laughs) um you know because I was telling myself I need to decompress and get over the day and then on the weekends I'd sleep in and you know that to me looking back now you know if I had been more proactive that was time where I could have spent building my business I just didn't prioritize it at that time so so you know, this is the thing, right? So how, you know, do you want this? And also connect with your why, you know, what would this business give you? If you're looking to create this business, what's the reason? Is it to, is it to get a bit more fulfillment in your career? Is it to add another income? Is it to build something a little bit long-term so that you can have something that you're, you know, that you're, building alongside your other job you know what's the reason why is it important and then you know it's just simply a question of dedicating that time to it because I'm prioritizing it and proactively prioritizing it and then finding out well where are the spots right where are my time vacuums because we Mm -hmm. all have this right so if you were to just do a very honest audit right now where are my time vacuums? You know, where can I fit this in? Even if it's just the commute in the morning to mm-hmm. work. Um, yeah. 
obviously you mentioned our phone call that we had at 4am and I remember that was when you um, moved to Denver Mm-hmm. because the, the time zones shifted a lot, didn't they? Uh, yeah. And, uh, you know, but that's the sort of dedication, right? Obviously, you know, 4 a.m. call is not ideal, but <laughs> that was dedication. You know, yeah. you did not say to me that I just remember you just kind of just did it. It wasn't even a thing. <laughs> yeah. and it was like, you know, no, I, this is important. So I'm just going to get up an hour earlier. Yeah. And that's what it came down to. So, um, so, you know, it's actually really prioritizing, it's getting clear on your why and then actually just going after it and saying, yes, I want to make this happen. And, you know, I'm going to go out there. I'm going to make the time. Where can I ha- where can I find the time to fit this in? And it might mean in the beginning, if you're really, really busy, it might mean staying up an hour later. It might mean getting up an hour earlier. Um, but, yeah. you know, you can do it. Um, mm-hmm. and you know in terms of overcoming the fears again mm-hmm. it's just a case of you know the fears will never go away there will always yeah. be some elements of fear so that step that you're feeling fear around now so maybe that's around reaching out to somebody to get some help maybe it's mm-hmm. getting your website out there or whatever it is you know that thing of making mm-hmm. it official that's your now fear yeah but when yeah. you get past that that's not mm-hmm. going to be a fear anymore. So when you push yourself outside of your comfort zone and, and do mm-hmm. take those steps, that fear, that fear diminishes. Now there might be a new right. fear that takes its place, but yeah. it's, it's literally, it is feel the fear and do it anyway. And you know, right. this is why support is so important. So if you have that support, if you have somebody to talk to and who to say, actually, you know what, who's been there and, you know, can reassure you that it's, it's okay. Mm-hmm. you're going to do the thing and yeah. it, ultimately it boils down to choice yeah and you know when um, you decided to do this you chose to do it and then you you did you backed that up with the actions mm-hmm. to, to 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 actually help you make progress mm-hmm. yeah and and it definitely wasn't a trajectory of upwardness completely it wasn't like a plane taking off into the air and then you just coast along and you're flying it was a roller coaster it was zooming it was some days of being down in the dumps some some days being really high flying and and you as a coach were there through all of it through the turbulence through the calm periods through the triumphant periods and when I think about the fears that I had and some days still do have, but they're not anywhere near where they used to be. Um, I had a fear of, of selling and I grew up in the household of two serious entrepreneurs. My parents were, um, owners of a very successful garden center and nursery in North Carolina. And, um, I would see them every single day growing up and working in their business. I would see the way that my mom and dad would greet a customer coming through the store, ask them how they could help them and spend an hour with them, helping them pick out their plants and the fertilizer and the soil that they needed and being an expert and sharing their guidance and information and wisdom with the people. And then it was no big deal. This is your bill and this is what you pay. And, this is it. But for me, as a teacher, <laughs> overcoming that fear of like putting a price tag on, on what I offer, 
that was a big fear. And so you helped me overcome that because I had this mindset that um, when you are dealing with teachers, teachers don't make a lot of money and, and teachers mm-hmm. are underpaid. And who am I to charge my offer, my online course, my coaching, who am I to charge them for that? And the funny thing is, is that I've given my coaching and my online courses to people for free. I've, I've actually done that. Um, some women in my community who I just wanted to help, I would say, you know what, here you go. You can enroll for free. Cause I see that you really need the help. And you know what? They actually say, no, they say, I don't have the time. I just mm-hmm. haven't had the time. And they, there is no other barrier besides their own mentality. So what I've learned from you, though, is that when I've actually put a price tag on it and when I've said this is the offer and this is the investment, that teachers do show up. And I've heard this phrase that when you pay, you pay attention. And yeah. when something is free, you don't value it. So is there anything that you would say to teachers who might have this fear of selling? Because I still don't quite know where mine comes from, but it, it, but it definitely is the, the mindset that I've, been, that I've been trying to overcome, which is that, well, teachers are underpaid. Who are you to charge so much money? And who would you even charge them at all? And it's only been through experience that I've learned that when people invest and when they actually know that they've got skin in the game, they're going to show up. They're going to do the work. They're going to actually have the transformation. The free nine times out of 10. I'm sure that there have been books that we've read and podcasts that we've listened to that have changed our lives. But when it comes to a program with a coach who has real tools that can help you, you're not going to get that from Google or a podcast or books. You're just not. And cause you don't know what you don't know. So, um, when it yeah. comes to a fear of, of having your, your price tag on what you offer, is there anything that you would say to teachers about um, valuing what they what they're selling if they want to become teacherpreneurs or entrepreneurs? How do you get over that fear of selling? Yeah, so I, you know, and I totally understand this because, I, and this is a case for teachers, and this is a case for a lot of the corporates that I work with. Is when you're in that job, you don't have to sell, right? You turn up every right. day, you get paid your salary at the end of the month, end of the week, however you get paid, mm-hmm. and you don't have to. In a sense, you turn up, you're doing the job, but you don't have to really sell in that capacity. But when you're an entrepreneur, you have that service. So it's your duty to sell because if you don't sell, the person Mm -hmm. that you can help with with your offering, they don't get to know Mm -hmm. about it. And they're still there with their problem because you're in your own story around sales. So yes, it's first of all, from the perspective of them. So, you, ha- you know, you have mm-hmm. a duty to your ideal client and the person that you're going to mm-hmm. help to actually mm-hmm. show up for them, but also mm-hmm. own that thing, you know, reframe mm-hmm. that fear around sales, that negative story, mm-hmm. that belief around sales, mm-hmm. where is that coming mm-hmm. from, you know, mm-hmm. and look at reasons why that's not true. Because, mm-hmm. you know, if you've got a feeling, if you've got a belief that s- sales is sleazy because you know, your dad hated door-to-door salesmen or something like that, and mm-hmm. that's still showing up in your business, you know, that belief yeah. is not applicable now because, yeah. you know, this is a different environment. It's a different context. And, you know, selling when it's done the right way is mm-hmm. and it, it's not sleazy. It's serving. It's showing people mm-hmm. how you can help them. It's providing mm-hmm. value. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's offering a solution to a problem that they need help to. So, 
you know, mm-hmm. it's really shifting that belief and not having that moving away from sales is sleazy because if you think it's sleazy or it's, it's, it's bad or whatever, you won't do it because we won't become what we resent, right? Or mm-hmm. what we don't, what we think is not good. So mm-hmm. actually reframing that and then sale, selling your service. It's going yeah. when I show up and sell, I increase my capacity to help this person that yeah. um, needs, needs this service that I've got. But also, mm-hmm. you know, owning the selling. And, you know, yeah. you don't see, you know, we have supermarkets, the ones we have here in um, mm-hmm. UK, yours are maybe different, but, you know, mm-hmm. Tesco, um, Asda, you know, places like this, big supermarkets, yeah. they don't yeah. decide to shut their doors on a random Wednesday because they're scared to sell, right? Yeah. They are there, <laughs> they are there putting out their goods every single day, putting out adverts, putting out offers, putting out, you know, they sell literally all of the time. So, uh, you know, and Jeff Bezos didn't make Amazon into this huge company by being afraid to sell. And I think, you know, female entrepreneurs as well, we, many do have this initial reluctance around selling. And actually I had this as well. I actually worked in a sales job. And mm-hmm. I, I felt weird about selling my service. Um, <laughs> so it's, it is natural, but it's really, you know, you've got to look at the positives. You've got to obviously look at um, the people that you're going to help and be, mm-hmm. not have that shame around selling and not have that, um, those bad vibes around selling really and yeah. look at how yeah. it can help your ideal client and then ultimately make you money in your business. Yeah, because yeah. you know and when you're doing it in a way that adds value that you know mm-hmm. um your that connects with your ideal client and you know you, you're doing it in the right way it's not sleazy um yeah. you know your, your clients want you to I've had people say to me oh you know what I'm really glad that you you presented this to me in that way because it you know it made me take action yeah <laughs> otherwise I never would have done this so so, you know, it's you really think of your ideal client, think of who you want to help and think of what actually, you know, your, what selling will allow you to do. It'll allow you to um, create that extra income. It will allow you to have that flexibility in how you work and, and you know, whatever your goals are. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, from both perspectives, it's, it's a win-win. <laughs> so yeah. when you reframe it like that, it's not as, you know, it's not as uh, anywhere near as bad as, as you know you initially think it is and actually yeah. you know you can grow to love selling yeah you really can yeah it can become yeah. a little bit more natural and yeah the failure is all part of it and the, the mistakes and the disappointment it's all part of the journey if, if you didn't have it then you probably aren't really doing it right that's how I feel I mean because yeah. um you're building up to that and you're fumbling and you're stumbling and it might look neat and streamlined on the outside, but the inside journey is a lot, is going to be a lot more um, turbulent sometimes, but it doesn't mean that the plane's going down. It just means that you're just going through it. It's just natural. (laughs) Exactly. No, I love that analogy. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a little bit of a little bit of turbulence. That's all it is. And, you know, you stay the course Mm -hmm. and, you know, even with planes, you know, they, Mm -hmm. they've, sometimes will veer certain you know certain way but they'll always maintain that trajectory and always maintain that course for the end destination so you know you'll get there in the end yeah you totally will to bear in mind yeah um 
So how can people find you and how can um, teachers, if they wanted to work with you, what would you suggest? So you can find me at tasminsabar.com, www.tasminsabar.com. Um, and if you do want to have a conversation about how I can help you, you can apply for a complimentary business builder call. Um, and that's at www.tasminsabar.com forward slash apply. Mm-hmm. And also I'm on social media. So come follow me on mm-hmm. Instagram, Facebook or, yeah. or um, LinkedIn. Yeah. And if you're listening right now, let me just spell that out so that you can remember it's Tasman, T-A-S-M-I-N. And the last name is Sabar, S-A-B-A-R. So T-A-S-M-I-N-S-A-B-A-R. And I remember that complimentary coaching call that I had in the summer of 2018, and it was worth so much. It gave me so much relief and so much guidance, and it was completely free. So even if you're not quite ready right now, um, you can go ahead and book that call and just put your... um, you know, put your goals and your dreams and your obstacles in front of Tasman and, and she can help you see a lot just with one call that's completely free. So that's how I found her. And I got so much clarity after that one call. So you have nothing to lose. And like I said, Tasman has changed my life and I wouldn't be where I am right now. I wouldn't keep up with this podcast. I wouldn't keep... Um, serving my community if, if she had not given me the skills and the mindset to persevere. So I'm so glad that she was able to be on the podcast today. Thank you so much, Tasman. You're amazing. Oh, no, thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. (laughs) Yeah. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Transform Teacher Podcast. For more strategies around teacher well-being and self-care, Visit my website, www.thetransformedteacher.com. If nobody else tells you today, you rock.